Blog Talk Radio. If this is not done, 
done before Mexico becomes a party to the TPP, Mexico should be excluded from the deal. And that was written by Brian Finnegan. For um, it's on the AFL-CIO blog. Well, you know, House Republicans just approved the bill that gives 2,400 acres of Apache ancestral and ceremonial lands away to the Foreign Mining Corporation. Yeah, wasn't that a sweet deal? Uh, spread their shame. Once again, House Republicans have pledged their allegiance to a multilateral, multinational corporate inst- corporation instead of an indigenous people of our country. What a bunch of assholes. That's uh, John McCain. Thank you very much. Yeah. The it same guy who protects the rights of oh, veterans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's now protecting the rights of he indigenous people. He doesn't protect people. any veterans at all. He protects himself. That's also, it wasn't radical Muslims that murdered over a million people and displaced five million more in two unlawful invasions of southern, of sovereign nations based on lies. No, that was a bunch of radical Zionist-controlled Christians. All of the a-holes of the of the Bush W. Bush administration. That's right, folks. It was the W. Bush administration that created the nightmare that we that exists now. Now, here's a guy. Uh, this guy, I, I like, I always liked Jim Webb. I like him as a president. I like him as a possible what? He's president. He's not a president, he's a possible. No, as a possible president. He said, I think it's a bad deal. What's so, a bad deal? Well, he's talking about the Iranian deal. But he says, I think it's a bad deal. I've said so for several weeks now. We need to put country ahead of party. It troubles me when I see all this debate about whether this is disloyalty to the president or to the Democratic Party, particularly with what Chuck Schumer has gone through. John Jim Webb on debate over the Iran nuclear agreement. He agrees with everybody else that it's a lousy deal. Okay, it really is a lousy deal. Republican religious fanatics pose a much bigger threat to our country than ISIS. Or Donald Trump. (laughs) Or Donald Trump, yeah. But Republican religious fanatics are peeling our freedom of religion back layer after layer. In fact, they've been a plan for this in place for many years. So let's talk about these crazy, crazy religious fanatics who are running as Republican nominees. All right. Let me and this was this. written by Ellen Clifton for what? Uh, oh, who cares? Just forwardprogressive.com. Yeah. Just so but people says, know where it's from. Let me preface this by saying I'm in no way trying to downplay ISIS as a threat, nor am I attempting to say the behavior by Republicans is as barbaric and monstrous as the group wrecking havoc in Syria and Iraq. But she says it. That being said, while Republicans would have Americans believe that they're facing an imminent threat of some sort of radical Islamic takeover here in the United States, we're not. That's where actually seeing is a hard push by the evangelical right to insert their dominance in our government and turn the United States into a theocracy. If it were up to many Republicans, this country wouldn't be governed by Constitution but by the Bible. Hell, too, too long ago. Not too long ago. Not too long ago, potential GOP candidate 
uh, and Fox News host Mike Huckabee literally said that Americans should have to follow laws they felt were ungodly. In other words, if our Supreme Court rules that uh, that bans on same-sex marriage are unconstitutional, it's okay for Americans to ignore that ruling because the Bible says so. Well, you know, all of these crazy, big, crazy a-holes are just unbelievable. I mean, I just they just do un- say unbelievable, crazy things, you know? Uh, can, you, can you imagine being ruled by the Bible, you know? Being ruled by, I mean, that's what Iran does, all right? That's what uh, ISIS does. You know they rule that they rule their entire lives by this very crazy religious fundamental craziness. Okay, you know they're all you know, and they kill people me. and will murder listen, people. And in fact, stop, God stop, says to. I mean, will you stop for a second? But these guys are just all stop, assholes. Just stop for Why? a second. Why? Because you've missed the point. I didn't it, miss any just, point. Just, they're all a-holes. Just stop for a second and let me ask okay, something. Okay, good. It's not the document that's the problem. It's, it's the a-holes that are it, interpreting yes, the problem. You know. You don't. You don't have to swear. It's not the document that's the problem. It's how these people bend it and interpret it that's the problem. Well, I and that's I like, the same with ISIS. There's a couple of reasons I really like Donald Trump because he says political correctness is bull. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's call these a-holes what they really are. I, I don't Big flaming a holes. Okay, and I'm sorry, that's what they are. These Republican crazies are are all like that. I mean, they're, they're nuts. Okay. That being said, while Republicans would have Americans believe that we're facing an imminent threat or some sort of radical Islamic takeover here in the United States, we're not. What we're actually seeing is a huge push by evangelical right to insert their dominance into our government and turn the United States into a theocracy. Oh, I agree with I that. I think she's absolutely I, right. I think that the person who wrote this article. No, she, she's right. If it were up to many Republicans, this country would be governed by our constitution. Would be governed by wouldn't be governed by our constitution, but by the Bible. Hell, by not, their interpretation. Yeah, of not the Bible. too long ago, potential GOP presidential candidate and Fox News host Mike Huckabee, which is he's the craziest crazy idiot I've ever heard, literally said that Americans shouldn't have to follow laws they felt were ungodly. In other words, if our Supreme Court rules that bans on same-sex marriage are unconstitutional, it's okay for Americans to ignore that ruling because the Bible says so. Their whole premise... In their opinion. Yeah. Well, their whole premise on same-sex marriage is based off the belief that Bible dictates what is and isn't a marriage. These are people who are literally trying to pass laws that make discrimination against homosexuals legal. Then, there's always the issue of abortion and control they want over what women do with their bone bodies. If a pregnant woman suddenly relinquishes her right the, the moment she's impregnated, not only that, our Supreme Court has said that a woman has the right to have an abortion. This is yet another area of private lives of Americans where these religious radicals feel they can force the religious views on those who do not share them. Even when you look at the climate change, a good portion of those who deny it's being caused by humans do so because they don't believe we have the ability to cause such changes to our climate. To many of these people, any change in our climate is controlled by God. Therefore, it's pointless for us to do anything to prevent the catastrophic disasters that will occur if we don't start taking much better care of our planet. 
But the truth is, this is just the beginning. I don't doubt for a moment that if our Supreme Court was composed of comprised of conservatives, with Republicans controlling both Congress and the White House, that these conservatives would be taking even bigger steps to interject more and more of their religion. They are, they are controlled by it. We are religious dogma into the rest of us. Yeah, that's, how, that's how all of this works. It starts with gay marriage and abortions, then it grows into other areas of the Bible. They're already trying to interject religion into education, and Fox News is basically just the talking arm of the religious right. So it wouldn't take much before they, are, they slither their way into other areas of our lives, adding more and more theocratic, theocratic rule backed by an ultra-religious Republican party and a highly conservative Supreme Court. In fact, there's been a plan for this in place for many years called the Seven Cultural Mountains. Basically, it's a plan by religious fanatics to seize control over seven key areas of our society, arts and entertainment, business, education, family, government, media, and religion. Well, they're going to have a big fight with an, with another religious group. Which group is that? The, the Jews. They, they already have control no, over Jews, all that. Jews, are, Jews don't go along with them, but, you know. Looking at this whatever, list, whatever aren't works. we already seeing this plan starting to evolve? I've never been one to push conspiracy theories, and I don't think I'm pushing one now. It's my opinion that we're already seeing this plan taking shape every single day in this country. It's like peeling an onion. If they go slowly, one layer at a time, they're hoping most people won't notice. But over time, as they continue to peel back layer after layer, it's called gradualism, folks, eventually more and more of the onion begins to finish until there's basically nothing left. Well, that's what these right-wing religious radicals are trying to do with freedom of religion. They're slowly trying to peel back each thin layer at a time, hoping we won't notice with their ultimate goal being to place the Bible atop the Constitution as the supreme law of the land. So while there's no denying that ISIS is a religiously driven threat to which we must pay attention, the more immediate threat we face in this country are the Christian fanatics trying to chip away at our freedoms and constitutional rights as they continue trying to turn the United States into a right-wing theocracy built on bigotry, ignorance, and oppression. I think we have, personally, more to fear from Zionists. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. I mean, I'm I, not I, sure. This article, I... I don't agree with her, but at the same time, these people are all it's Zionists. It's a man. It's Alan. Yeah, but these these people are all Zionists. Mm -hmm. Every single one of those mm -hmm. religious fanatics but is not Zionist. But I don't want to see Christians uh, also um, no, I don't think persecuted. You're, I, I don't think there are places think, in the world where they are. Yeah, but and I there's no attention given to it. But I don't think real Christians, real Christians. I mean, I mean, real Christians, not Catholics, pedophiles. Protestant idiots, the Republican robber, uh, you know, 700 Club morons, all right, or Huckabees or Cruises or any of these crazy a-holes. These guys are so crazy, they don't even belong on this planet. But yet, what are they doing? They're running for president. Wow, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, and, and, and Koch, Koch, Koch brothers and all these morons are giving them money to, to, to promote these crazy concepts, all these craziness. 
That's because I, they're running for president because there's a lot of money. In there's it. tremendous they amount of money. They found that there's more money in that than, you know, the old thing. Yeah. Pass the plate for Jesus. Sure. You know, pass that, the plate that, for Jesus. That was yeah. always sort of a joke because that's all these people did. Well, now these money. are political evangelists. That's, that's what they're That's, that's, that's what all they, they really become. are. But you know, you know, there's no God in there. No, these guys are the most hypocritical idiots no. that ever existed in the world. But anyway, so it's like, but you know, the United States has to put up with these morons, okay? And why are we doing it? I have no idea why we're doing it. It's because it's democracy. Well, I'm hoping but you look Donald at these, Trump is making mincemeat of them. I wish he would make more mincemeat of them and tell them what they really are. But he can't do that because you know, Donald Trump. I'm sorry, Donald Trump is a is a clown too. You know, he he really is. He he really is. And you know, I I don't you know as much as I as I kind of like him. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. Bernie is a racist Zionist. Don't trust him. Bernie is about justice for Palestine. Well, you know, this is an interesting article, Adam. Mm-hmm. Because when I read this, it says. A friend of Eloy Perry took this photo of Bernie Sanders in a huge rally in Seattle night. Uh, Vermont senator is, is getting heat from the left wing uh, based over Palestine. And no, Sanders heat from the left wing base over Palestine. Yeah, and has a soft spot in his heart for Israel, where he went to live as a young man. He, was, he has given the same answer on Israel and Palestine forever and stood by Israel during the Gaza slaughter of last summer. Yeah, you know, of course, this issue is whether the the question will have any trend, traction in the presidential race. Fury reports that Sanders supported the Iran deal at the rally, but did not address the Israeli-Palestine conflict. He never will. On Saturday, Black Lives Matter made the news on Saturday because they disrupted in the Seattle. Well, whatever, uh, and appearance. At the late uh, rally picture, Sanders said he will be a crusading advocate for racial justice. Well, he advocates the 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 the, the apartheid of the Israeli uh, 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 Zionist agenda, and yet he's saying that he that he stands up for blacks uh, Black Lives Matter. This guy is a is a freaking Zionist. He he said in a speech, which I quote, anybody who is against Israel, is a terrorist, all right? And, you know, Bernie Sanders is a terrorist. Bernie Sanders is a Jewish Zionist terrorist. He's not a socialist. He's just a puppet for Israel, okay? So please, people, get the, get get with it, okay? Make sense. Understand that Zionism is a plague, all right? And that this guy is one of their main killers. And if he becomes president of the United States, we are then ruled by Israel, which we are anyway. But you know, so, but this guy, this guy is is completely and utterly. Go alive. down to the bottom, please. Please give us a chance. What? What do you want? I just wanted to read something at the bottom there. I just some responses. Well, it says the Hill poll. Sanders surges. A studying new poll says Sanders beating presumption Democrat presidential Hillary Clinton. Okay, Sanders has eclipsed Clinton by 44 to 37. Well, that's all big, well and do. Well, but, it's very you know, early. But you know what? It doesn't matter because Hillary is a Zionist. He's a Zionist. 
and every Democrat and Republican a-hole out there is a Zionist. So, I mean, you know, come on, who are we dealing with? The, I, you know, the only guy who hasn't pledged his soul to, to uh, the Jewish uh, and Zionist agenda is Donald Trump. But he may be as well. We don't know. He hasn't hasn't really addressed it. No, he hasn't. None of them have really addressed anything to do with foreign policy. No, none of them have touched foreign policy. Except, well, Trump said that he is against China. He's against any of this crap. But he hasn't said a word about the Zionist agenda and how they control this country. And he only addressed China in terms of trade, in Mexico in yeah. terms of trade. Yeah, here, here Jeb Bush blames Obama for creating the mess in Iraq. How about his brother and his I mean, father? What, what a freaking idiot. What a joke. The guy is a complete and utter joke, you know. Jeb Bush, just after launching his bid for president after, the early, after this year, former Florida Governor Jeb Bush struggled to answer questions about whether he like his brother George W. Bush, would have invaded Iraq in 2003. A few days later, he flipped, saying, knowing what he, we know now, I would not have, I would not have engaged. All right? uh, but this week, a speech by the Ronald Reagan Library in, in Simic, California, Bush flipped again, uh, saying that the Iraq war, a uh, mere miscalculation, and arguing that the true mistake was withdrawing U.S. troops in 2011. So why was the success of the surge followed by a withdrawal from Iraq, leaving not even the residual force that commanders and the Joint Chiefs News were necessary? That premature withdrawal was the fatal error, creating the void that ISIS moved in to take care of. Well, the whole thing, guys, the whole thing was a false, was a crazy, absolute, insane move, all right, going into Iraq. Remember, Lila, uh-huh, uh-huh. when we protested in Washington, D.C., uh-huh. with, with 500,000 people to say this was an insane war and uh-huh. not to do it and not to go into it? Didn't but make yet, any difference. Well, what happened to us? We got sprayed by tularemia. We got sprayed by a bioweapon back then, all right? And, uh, you know, and that's what happened to to 500,000 protesters. And guess what? Ever since then, you haven't seen another protest in Washington that big. Nope. You know why? People they killed, don't want to go. Because people refuse to go to Washington, D.C. and be uh, sprayed by a bioweapon. All right? I go again. And all those goddamn, uh, 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 I mean it, all those damned uh, 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 liberal... Uh, okay, groups like Justice for Peace and Justice and, uh, you know, Code Pink and uh, Code Brother and whatever yo-yo mamas there were down there. Okay, all these guys never mentioned that we were sprayed, even though it was mentioned in the Washington Post, okay, a, uh, a week, uh, uh, a couple of days later, that the entire area was under bombardment by, by bioweapons. Isn't that right, Lila? I remember it. Yes, yes, we know that. I'd like to talk about but, something you know, that Romney so said, so let's get on to Romney? That. Yes. Romney? Well, when we talk about candidates and what they do, four years ago today, the Republican presidential hopeful Mitt Romney delivered one of the most iconic and self-destructive campaign one-liners in modern political history. I hate it. 
Corporations are people too, my friend. That's what he said. It was a defining moment for the 2012 election, and it may have been the nail in the coffin of, of the Romney campaign. But Mitt Romney, at Romney's accidental honesty has revel, relevance today. While the rhetoric may have changed in the GOP field, their policies sure haven't. Since the Great Recession, recession Wall Street has recovered and corporate profits have soared while wages for working families have been largely stagnant. To their credit, many GOP presidential hopefuls have learned Romney's misstep. Candidates have slathered their regressive ideas in populist messaging. This would be a welcome change if the rhetoric actually supported their policies. Instead, they're peddling the same tired, out-of-touch policies that have played working families for years. From legislation, giving tax breaks to, poor, to corporations, to phasing out Medicare, to fighting efforts to raise the minimum wage. Republicans are de determined to put corporations first, but corporations are not people. People are people. It's a revelatory statement, I know. Our elected leaders and our future president must focus on what families need to be secure and healthy what working people need to fuel our economy, and what businesses need to grow and hire. But working families aren't waiting for elected leaders to move an agenda that raises wages. Cities across the country have raised minimum wage. The SEC just passed a new rule under Dodd-Frank that requires CEO to work a pay disclosures, and workers are winning better pay and safer conditions in the workplace by standing together. Corporations of people, too, will go down in the history books as the blunder that haunted the Romney campaign, but it helped define and provide context for one of the most meaningful debates of our time. With 16 declared Republicans and a handful of Democrats, the debate Romney helped frame in 2011 continues now in earnest. We'll all be watching. In the meantime, happy anniversary, Mitt Romney. Working families appreciate your contribution to public discourse. Without you, we wouldn't have the topical background to say that corporations are, in fact, not people. Working people are. So, But I also wanted to, to mention something today. Um, one of the things that happened today and yesterday, if you've listened to the news, is that the Chinese, again, devaluated their currency. So they've, devaluated, they've devalued your, their currency about 4%, which is a huge amount. But that also followed in the last couple of years that Japan has also devalued their currency. They've been, they've been in a horrid state. You don't hear too much about it. No, but, you know, the, 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 what, what is happening now is that this, I, I don't understand this, this yet. I don't, no, no, explain. I, I don't understand this yet. But what they're trying to do is devalue the American dollar. All right. And no, it makes, all over it, no it makes the American dollar high. So what, what happens does, is that, that they can sell their goods, and we can't sell ours. And it's going to throw the world into a tailspin. No, uh, what's happening in October is the World Bank has mm -hmm. come up with some flagrant freaking idea of putting out a substitute for the dollar bill. I okay. saw that. I don't understand this, and I don't believe this is going to happen because we own the World Bank. The United States is the, uh, you know, 
International Monetary Fund. We own 55% or more of that of that fund. Well, let me ask. Why would well, we possibly? Ask, why would we possibly? Let me ask you this. Let me finish. No, let me finish. Why would I'm we possibly? Why. Yeah, but why would we possibly want to devalue and and destroy our own currency? Well, let me ask you this. Yes. How does that affect corporations? Is it going to be good for them or bad for them? Because whatever. Well, it depends. If they if they get rid of every dollar that they have. Mm-hmm and go into the substitute dollar or go into a euro dollar or something, then it doesn't matter to them at all. All right? There's your answer. But but anybody holding American dollars right now, either in a savings account, in a in a trust, in any any kind of thing, okay, is looking at possibly becoming destroyed mm-hmm. financially. They're advising to go into gold certificates, buy gold. Buy gold, buy gold, buy gold. All right? Makes sense to me, okay? Buy gold. Get out of cash. Buy gold, okay? Because they're they're trying to destroy the cash. They're they're trying to, of course, destroy a cash economy, all right? But every financial expert is saying buy gold. Does it mean um, since um, China has um, devaluated its currency, they're not meeting their goal of 7% expansion? No, no, not at all. But what's happening is China may very well go bankrupt as a country. I wondered about that. They didn't. They very, that. very well may go, and so and if they and go, who's so who's holding that? Who's so what? who's holding the paper on that? Well, no, China's holding paper on the United States currency. They can't allow the United States currency to go into default and to go into nothing. All right. If they're holding a trillion dollars worth of our debt, mm-hmm. right, as well as the rest of the world, so the whole thing doesn't make a lot of sense that you're saying. I, well, I just think it's a very, big. I'm very big confused, guy. and, I, do, I, no, and I, just, I think it's. No, well, I just, we all know that that the currency is just printed. Yeah, but but it's our but our it. currency is backed by oil. We took it off the gold standard and put it on the on the oil standard. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that the dollar now that oil is down to forty dollars a barrel, well, our value of oil is down too. All right. But once it goes back up, our value goes up. You know, it's a it's crazy. It's a crazy commodity. But that's that's what happens. Now here's something that that really really flipped me out when I read this. The hypocrisy of Hillary goes without peer. This is my words, but this is why she is running for president virtually unopposed as a Democratic frontrunner. Hillary Clinton on the sanctity of protecting classified information. <laughs> this was what she said about about uh, about the guy who, who uh, yeah, WikiLeaks and stuff, you know, a few years ago. Oh, yeah, she was all yeah, up yeah. on that, yeah, wasn't yeah. she? It turns out that at least two e- two of the emails which trans- traversed. traversed Hillary Clinton's personal email account and server were top secret, according to the inspector. But that, but she deleted over 30,000 things. She deleted uh-huh. them all out. No, you know, you know, so they're, they're forensically going back in and trying to find all this stuff. To describe that as reckless is an understatement given that as AP notes 
There is no evidence she used encryption to shield the emails or her personal server from foreign intelligence services or other potentially prying eyes. The FBI has now taken possession of that server. When it comes to low-level government employees with no power, the Obama administration has purposely prosecuted them as harshly as possible to the point of vindictiveness. It has notoriously persecuted more individuals under the Espionage Act of 1917 for improperly handling classified information than all previous administrations combined. How about that? that, NSA whistleblower Tom Drake, for instance, faced years in in prison and ultimately had his career destroyed based on the Obama Department of Justice claim that he mishandled classified information. It included information that was not formally classified at the time, but was retroactively decreed to be such. Less than two weeks ago, a naval reservist was convicted and sentenced for mishandling classified military materials, despite no evidence he intended to distribute them. Last year, a naval officer was convicted of mishandling classified information, also in the absence of any intent to distribute. In the light of these new Clinton revelations, the very same people who spent years justifying this obsessive assault was now hampering, are now hampering for reasons why a huge hampering for reasons. Sorry, should be made for a president, a Democrat Party frontrunner. Fascinating. One of the uh, fascinatingly, one of the most vocal defenders of this Obama. Department of Justice record of persecution has been Hillary Clinton herself. In December 2011, Chelsea Manning's court-martial was set to begin. None of the documents at issue in the prosecution was top secret, unlike the documents found on Hillary Clinton's server. Nonetheless, the then Secretary of State convened a press conference to denounce Manning and defend the prosecution. This is what was said. If his case goes to trial and he's convicted, Manning could face life in prison. The government has said it would not seek the death penalty. Oh, my God. Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton called Manning's alleged action damaging and unfortunate in remarks to reporters at the State Department on Thursday. I think in an age when there is so much information is flying through cyberspace, we all have to be aware that the fat of the fact that some of the information which is sensitive, which does affect the security of individuals and relationships, deserves to be protected, and we will all continue to take the necessary steps to do so. Manning was convicted and sentenced to 35 years in prison. At the time, the only thing Hillary Clinton had to say about that was to issue a sermon about how classified information deserves to be protected and we will continue to take necessary steps to do so because it affects the security of individuals and relationships. That was during the time that she had covertly installed a non-government server and was using it and personal email email accounts to receive classified and apparently even top-secret information. While there's no evidence she she herself placed those documents on the server, or sent them herself, it is her use of a, of a personal server and email account that, quite predictably, caused their vulnerability. It goes without saying that the U.S. government wisely, wildly overclassifies almost everything it touches, even the most benign information, 
As former CIA and NSA Director Michael Hayden said in 2010, everything's secret. I mean, I got an email saying Merry Christmas. It carried a talk secret NASA classification marking. But that's an argument that Hillary Clinton, oh, for the reason, for that reason, almost all of these prosecutions for mishandling classified information have been wildly overzealous, way out of proportion to any harm they caused or could have caused, and certainly out of proportion to the act of actual wrongdoing. But that's an argument that Hillary Clinton never uttered in order to object as people's lives and careers were destroyed and they were hauled off to prison. To the contrary, she may often than not defended it, using the rationale that, as it turns out, condemned herself and her own behavior at least as much as those whose persecution she was defending. There you go. That's pretty horrible. Yeah, Glenn so, so what's happened to those people? They're all in prison and languishing there. Or, for, or they're just, or their their careers are destroyed. It, and, it's and sad. Hillary Clinton can can get away with this crap. I mean, she should be put to death. Put her to death. She's a hypocrite, traitor, miserable, horrible, vindictive, miserable, horrible person. Just just do away with her. Don't let her run for president, for crying out loud. I mean, anybody who believes that this woman is 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 is, is, is a vital and, 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 and... Stop stuttering. Yeah, but I can't even find a proper word for it. Anybody who can find her as a real and, and, and honest and ethical candidate for president is out of their goddamn minds, all right? I mean, I'm sorry. They're, they're, they're crazy. I mean, People it, it, can hear you. The microphone's right there. You I know, but I, I can't I can't say it loud enough. I mean, they're crazy. If they if they vote for for a Hillary, they're as crazy as Hillary. You know, crazier than Hillary. I think you know? what I think what bothers me is the persecution of probably yeah. others for far less kinds of things. Yeah, they're in prison. Yeah. Now here's another bimbo. Okay, on the Republican end. They fired her at, at Howard Hewitt-Packard for her total incompetence. Well, she destroyed the company. Yeah. Maybe well, why would anyone want her as president? Well, Farina, okay, uh, unverified ER stat, okay. Kelly Farina claims that emergency room visits are up over 50% under the Affordable Care Act. Her campaign did not respond when we asked where she got that figure, but there was no evidence we could find to support Farina, okay? Now, Farina's a lying sack of, of crap, okay? You know? One of her aides probably told her, and she took Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they gathered the Carol, You know, uh, you know and, and could, nobody could support it. So Farina, who was running for Republican nomination to be president, made, made the claim on CNN, the State of the Union, when she was asked about the Affordable Care Act requiring insurance companies to cover people with pre-existing conditions. Well, Farina uh, said she has endorsed that goal, but she said the law has not worked, including the promise that it would save money to reduce emergency room visits. All right? And Farina said on August 9th, Demonstra demonstrably, if you look at the results of Obamacare, what you see is emergency room visits are up over 50%. Well, you know what, the insanity of part of that is that 
maybe it's up over 40, 50% because Obamacare covers emergency room visits for so many more people, okay? We ask her campaign for the source of the statistic, but we didn't get a response. Data on emergency room visits is only available through uh, 2011 from the Centers of Disease Control and through 2012 from the Department of Health and Human Services. That was before much of the law began to take effect, including the requirement beginning in January 2014 that most individuals obtained health insurance. Still, the data are instructive. Are instructive. The CDC estimates that there were 136.3 million uh, emergency room visits in 2011. The HCUP data uh, placed the 2012 estimate at 134.4 million. The methodology is different, so the data sets, uh, sets cannot be compared. However, both show there were more than 130 million ER visits in those years, meaning that in order for Farina to be right, there would have to have been an increase of more than 65 million ER visits, and the total number of ER visits would have exceeded 195 million. That's unlikely. A 50% increase in ER visits in the period since the affordable health care would be huge. And ER visits increased 44% over a 20-year period from 1993 to uh, 2013. And according to American Hospital Association data for community hospitals, that is an average increase of 2.2% per year. And likewise, the hiccup, I don't know what that means, HCUP data, shows ER visits hiccup. are, huh, hiccup, yeah, <laughs> show ER visits are, yeah, I know, have increased nearly 12% over six years, yeah, from 2006 to 2012, and that an average annual increase of 2%. There have been media reports, including the Wall Street Journal, of an increase in ER visits since January 2014, when people were required under the Affordable Health Care Act to obtain health insurance. Many of those reports were based on opt-in sur survey of members of American College of Emergency Physicians. The ECEP uh, conducted the survey in March and released the results in May, but it doesn't support Farina's claim. The poll found that 75% of the, of the 2,099 member physicians who participated in the online survey saw a slight, a slight or a significant increase and the number of patients visiting their ER since January. So she's a lying sack of crap, just like you know, just like most Republicans are. All right. So let's go on from there. Jeb Bush is the one that makes me laugh. Oh, isn't that terrible? He just sort of ignores his whole what his whole family did, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Even it's exist. like it doesn't exist. You know, it never existed. There, you know, there, there was, there's no. My brother, uh, my brother, and my father were brilliant. Right. You know? They had nothing to do with no. the mess that we're in now. Here's an interesting statistic. <laughs> uh, Clinton was the f was the biggest boob he ever had in the White House. Hillary will be the second with the biggest two boobs in the White House. Vote for anyone but a Clinton. Sound familiar? I'd like to say just a word about the framework with North Korea signed. This is uh, Bill Clinton said this on October 21st, 1994. Oh, boy. I'd like to say just a word about the framework with North Korea signed this morning. 
This is a good deal for the United States. North Korea will freeze and then dismantle its nuclear program. The entire world will be safer as we slow the spread of nuclear weapons. The United States and the international inspectors will carefully monitor North Korea to make sure it keeps its commitments. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve years later, North Korea exploded its first atomic bomb. <laughs> what a, you know, Clinton was the biggest clown idiot that ever existed. Well, he just lied, that's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Very skilled liar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very, very Bernie, what about justice for Palestine? Bernie Sanders is getting heat from his left-wing base over Palestine. He gives pro-Israeli answers forever and issues dogs, and the issued dogs his campaign. Well, because he doesn't want to discuss that. No, he's, he's a he's a, he's a Zionist. Because he, you know, he'll, never, he'll lose supporters if he, you know. If he no, if if he supports Zionism, he'll lose the progressive mm -hmm. wing. Okay. My friend Elliot Fury took this photo of Bernie Sanders' huge rally in Seattle Saturday night. The Vermont senator is getting heat from his left-wing base over Palestine. Sanders uh, has a soft spot in his heart for Israel, where he went to live in as a young man. He has given the same answer on Israel and Palestine forever and stood by Israel during the Gaza slaughter of last summer. That's what he said. See what you he read said. this already. No, but let's see what he said about mm -hmm. that. Okay. Maybe you're, you are as excited as I am over the entry of Vermont Sanders. Well, anyway, Sanders is also getting points for, uh, I hate these damn progressive idiots. Their claims for, for fame are I'd rather than, go down to Trump. Yeah, let's go on. Trump and China, they're just destroying us. Oh, he's right about that. But Sanders is a Zionist. Don't vote for the we asshole. Don't, we don't, we don't know. We, we're not sure what Trump he's is worthless. yet. Yeah, Trump, we don't know yet. The GOP presidential candidate Donald Trump said on Tuesday that China's latest currency devaluation is a painful blow to America's economy. The outspoken billionaire criticized Beijing during a campaign stop in Birch Run, Michigan, for devaluing the, uh, what the hell is whoops, that? it's an ad. Uh, they keep devaluating their currency until they get it right, he said. They're doing a big cut to the, uh, is it the yen? Yan. 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 And, and that's going to be devastating for us. China has gotten rich off us, Trump added. The news service reported. China has rebuilt itself with the money it sucked out of the U.S. and the jobs that it sucked out of the U.S. He's absolutely China right. He's on, absolutely right on that. On Wednesday, devaluated its currency for the second straight day with officials cutting the rate 1.6%. We will continue to monitor how these changes are implemented and continue to press China on the pace of its reforms, including additional measures to transition to a market-oriented exchange rate. And it stated desire to move toward an economy that is more dependent on domestic demand, which is in China and America's best interests, a Treasury Department spokesman said on Tuesday evening after the People's Bank of China made a 1.9% adjustment. Any reversal in reforms would be troubling development, the spokesman added. 
Congress members are now urging President Obama to add enforceable currency manipulation into trading agreements like the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Obama may also raise the issue with Chinese President when both leaders meet in Washington next month. There you go. So, so you know, Trump's right on that. I, I agree with him 100%. You know, you know I, I do. Breaking news. Big Island off Hawaii. Mayor signs bill. GMO ban is now law. Isn't that great? In Hawaii? Yeah. Parte. Breaking news. Hawaii Island Mayor Kino signs bill 113 to ban GMOs on the Big Island into law. History has been made. We salute our brothers and sisters. Good for them. Who have fought tirelessly for so long to make this happen. Thank you, Mayor Kino representing the will of the people. With much love and aloha, you rock our world. Hawaii leads the way. <laughs> Good for them. I wish yeah, they'd do it I'm here really in Connecticut. Glad. Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that. Opinion. Why Hillary's Clinton's college tuition reform plans don't help students? We read that last Did time. Did we read that yeah. last night? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I just thought yeah, it was pretty close to what we what we believed. This was interesting. Did you did you read this? No. Well, Chris Hedges is a—he was a war correspondent. That's so, right. But he came out and said, "I saw small boys baited and killed by Israeli soldiers in the Gaza refugee camp of Khan uh, Yunis. The soldiers swore at the boys in Arabic over the loudspeakers of their armored jeep. The boys, about 10 years old, then threw stones at an Israeli vehicle, and the soldiers opened fire, killing some, wounding others." I was present more than once as Israeli troops drew out and shot Palestinian children in this way. Nice. Yeah. Now, you know, so much for Palestine. So much, not, you know, Palestine has suffered tremendous hell under under Zionist occupation. Terrible. Now, here's something interesting, too. Marijuana, medical marijuana states, the states that approve medical marijuana, see painkiller deaths dropped by 25%. So like overdose of opiates? Of and opiates and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. And mis, mis, you know. Taking more prescriptions. Yeah, prescriptions. Improperly. Drugs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, properly, but still overdosing, you know. Mm. Throughout the U.S., prescription drug overdoses have been a major problem. But now with the rise of medical marijuana in many states, uh, the number of deaths from pharmaceutical pain colors has been plummeting. In states where medical, medical marijuana is legal, deaths have dropped 25%. Yeah. The rate is consistent with the growing rate of medical marijuana use. This seems to indicate to most that the reason for the decline is due more and more to more and more people abandoning the harsh painkillers and opting for the plant form relief. Newsweek reports that overdose deaths from these pharmaceutical opioids have approximately tripled since 1991, and every day 46 people die of such overdoses in the U.S. In the 13 states that have recently passed laws that legalized medical marijuana between 1999 and 2010, 25% fewer people die from opioid overdose annually. The co-author of the study that has discovered this data has commented that the difference is quite striking. 
Colleen Barry, a health policy researcher at John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health in Baltimore, added that the shift became obvious and showed itself quickly and became visible the year after medical marijuana was accepted in each state. This groundbreaking study, was, groundbreaking study was just published today in the August issue of JAMA, Internal Medicine. In the journal, the researchers have hypothesized that, the state, that in states where medical marijuana can be, be prescribed, patients may use pot to treat pain either instead of prescription opiates or to supplement them, and may, this and may thus require a lower dosage that is less likely to lead to a fatal problem, according to Newsweek. Do you agree that this is why the number of deaths from prescription painkillers is on the decline in states where medical marijuana is legal? That sounds reasonable. That's from Countercurrent News. That sounds very reasonable. And... Uh and something I, I, that is grown like that is natural and normal. It's not just right. created in a lab. It's that's absolutely right. It's not to make you an addict. It's no, to help you. It's to help you. And that's uh, so why God gave it to us. Yeah. That's right. But anyway. And the plant is consciously trying to help you. That's its role. Yeah. No pun intended. Roll, roll. All right. There's a friend of mine who's also Jewish. It says, Bernie Sanders' record. Fought for civil rights in the 1960s. That's good. For gay marriage in the 1980s. Against climate change and against uh, Wall Street deregulation in the 90s. Voted against the Iraq War in the 2000s. Sure, if you appreciate. Yeah. The only thing that he didn't tell you is that you know, he's a, he's a rabid Zionist. That's the part that's <laughs> scary. Number one in gun control, Chicago. Number one in gang violence. <laughs> Mark, Mark's up. Mark, remember what? Mark Weiss, yeah. yeah. Number, number one in gun control, Chicago. Number one in gang violence, <laughs> Chicago. Oh. Amazing, huh? Revolution will not be televised because the three corporations that own... Over 1,500 TV stations, like uh, being able to buy c corrupt politicians, and they know Bernie isn't for sale. Well, maybe, but I got a feeling he's got a he's got a price tag. <laughs> I got a feeling he's got a price tag. Uh, Bernie does. Uh, Jeb Bush is trying to blame the Iraq crisis on Hillary Clinton. Yes, you said that already. Uh, that's hysterical. Of course, it had nothing to do with his father or brother. Oh, no, no. Uh, on October 24, 1975, the woman of Iceland went on strike for equal rights. Ninety percent of women walked off their jobs out of their homes, shutting down the entire country. The men could barely cope. The next year, Parliament passed a law guaranteeing equal pay. Five years later, Iceland elected the world's first woman president. Now Iceland has the highest gender equality in the world. And they don't have, uh, they're not, you know, Iceland... Uh, threw out the bank. Threw out the bank, jailed them, actually, uh, criminally and jailed them. 
and set up their own new constitution and their own central bank, and they they're have doing no just problems. Dory. That's right, and their women are leaders, I guess. Yep, that's pretty cool. That they did that. Huh. Uh, well, look at that. Oh, that's amazing. We're looking at this picture that somebody sent. Yeah, a group, a group, of, a group of tornadoes in Oklahoma last night. Unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. There was like, look at that, one, two, three, four, five, six or seven or eight tornadoes all grouped together in one. Wow. That's pretty wild. Ooh. Morgan Freeman. Only pot cures my pain. Yeah, he's been smoking pot for 50 years. Hmm. What does he have that... Uh, I don't know, but he's got pain. Well, let's read what he says. Yeah. Uh, American Center is voice of God. <laughs> and explaining stuff. Actor Morgan Freeman told the Daily Beast... Wednesday, that only cannabis can manage his painful fibromyalgia. Oh, yes, fibromyalgia. Freeman also doubled down on his support of legalizing the botanical for adults 21 and over. He pauses and points to the glove aid jutting out from his left suit sleeve. Marijuana has, uh, has many useful uses, he says. I have fibromyalgia pain in this arm, and the only thing that offers any relief is marijuana. They're, act, they're talking about kids who have grand mal seizures, and they're discovering they discovered that marijuana eases the down that down to where these kids can have a life. This right here, to me, says legalize it across the board. Yeah, I agree with him. Yeah. So and he, he's, and he goes on to talk about about how it treats a lot of pain. And I, I think it's great. You know, Trump crushes the field in New Hampshire. Uh, oh, and, uh, what is it? Trump crushes the field of New Hampshire and has a double-digit lead over Bush. Hmm. Huh. Well, I can see why. Jeff Bush would put you in uh, Jeff, Jeff so is boring. an idiot. He's an idiot. He's a complete idiot. Well, we thought that of and George, he's a, and he's this a guy's crook. dumber. He's dumber than, than, than George. That's possible. That rape smear lasted all of 30 seconds, a new record. Trump crushes the field in New Hampshire and has a double-digit lead over Bush. The Daily Beast tried to accuse the Donald of raping his ex-wife, Ivana, years ago. She came forward and said the charge had no merit and they were the best of friends. Nice try, leftists. And I bet somewhere behind that charge, if you dig deep enough, is a rhino with a gray beard. Now, the good old boys of the GOP are wetting themselves because the race is getting real with Trump having double-digit lead over the anointed candidate, Jeb Bush. I am so loving this. I don't know how this will play out, but this is the most fun I've had in politics yeah, in the political arena in years. The rhinos are stampeding in a panic, and the Donald is mounting a full-scale assault on the presidential race for 2016. He's leaving the bodies of the of corrupt bureaucrats in his wake. Must see TV, folks. More popcorn, please. <laughs> right that's, wing news, yeah. That's true. It is. Teresa Monroe Hamilton, yeah. It's been great fun watching him. He's injected a little humor into it, oh, yeah. and I love how he flattens those guys. 
Donald Trump visits Mexican border for campaign event. Let's end on this with Donald Trump's, you know, uh, visit to the border. To the, to the visit to the border. Second, folks, we got unfortunately we got eight seconds left for this idiotic ad. That's what I was with. Yeah. This was the one. Trump okay. questions Perry's toughness. Trump visits Mexican border on campaign event. He's going to talk in a second, I hope. I employ thousands of I love the people, the Latinos, I love the people, they're great, they're workers, they're fantastic people, but they want, and they want, these are people that work, but they want legal immigration, they want it to be legal, they don't want the illegal immigration with all of the tremendous amount of crime that already even today I'm hearing about, and people are saying, oh, it's so dangerous what you're doing, Mr. Trump, it's so dangerous what you're doing, I have to do it. I have to do it. Are you going to build a wall? Well, we're going to look into that, and the answer is going to be yes. Thank you. Joe's got so much going on. It's unbelievable. I like what Howard Stern says. Why would he do it? Why would he run for president? He has a beautiful life. Why would he want to do it? Yeah, and Trump just He wants to do it. He's got to do it. He feels compelled to say whatever he has to say. I understand that. That's what that's what made us jump into the radio business. That's right. I just couldn't sit by any longer and watch no, what was happening to our country. Without He's without without saying, saying something, something yeah. and that is what's propelling him. I think. Yeah. He just couldn't stand it anymore. He no. just had enough. No, and and a guy who's made it in this country and has a lot of money. And has bribed every politician gone, you know. He understands how it works, and you know he understands how it is. But uh, I don't know. So anyway, I uh, want to thank everybody. The show's over, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, thanks but, for being uh, with us. But folks. we we appreciate you being with us, and uh, you know it's like everything else. Don't believe the stats. Don't believe anything. And uh, we know that you're listening to us, and we know that you're out there. And keep trying, because this is the only news that you're going to get, the only real news that there is. Um, you know, so others are trying to give real news. And others are trying, too, so support other other alternative uh, avenues as well, other groups. But uh, we've been on for 15 years, folks, and they're trying to kill us. And they're still trying to kill us, you know, but we don't believe it. This last month we had over six million listeners, six million uh, visits to our website, and probably that many in uh, and listeners on our on our TV show, radio show. This month we're in the millions as well. So, you know, people are craving. People need news. the news from all over the world. 185 countries. People are to us. people are looking for an honest report. Yeah. They don't want to be manipulated by their government. No, and and we're not going to let that happen. So they they want to get as long as we can talk. They want to they want to 
people want to get the information so yeah. they can make their own decision about yeah. what, what's right and what's wrong. But they need the correct information. But when, when companies, that. when groups and networks like Blog Talk or anybody else censors these these voices, you know, it's uh, it's bad news. But for all of us, for everybody. But we're fighting, folks, and we're fighting hard, and soon there'll be a major change, and uh, we hope you'll be with us then. Good night, folks. Good night, everybody.